coming in hot, hot, hot. Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, hey, welcome to this episode of I Date Money. Today, we have a special treat for you. We're hanging out with Denise Perkins. If you don't remember, she uh, was one of our visionary panel members for the September 2023 show. So go check that out. I'll throw the link in comments so you can see and get even some more tips about sales. So Denise Perkins is a selling and marketing coach with a specialty in empowering female entrepreneurs to master their day so that they can take their business to the next level. She does this by teaching them the daily seven success strategies. Say that seven times fast. Yes. (laughs) By building a solid strategic framework for their business. A mom of three, an entrepreneur for over 20 years, Denise has been able to identify seven strategies that truly impact the success of her and her clients' businesses. By building a strategic framework, her clients are able to build the life and business of their dreams and have fun while doing it. And it's all about having fun. (laughs) Thank you so much, Denise, for hanging out with us, for being here. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I love it's it. With really the, uh, I know, right? With and with the with the sales strategies, I, I I love this the seven daily tips. I know we're gonna dive into that a little bit, but let's go back to to little Denise when Denise was little, you know, growing up, and the very first time you met money. What was that experience like? Oh my gosh, um, I the very first time I met money. It was probably when I I remember my dad, my dad was a psychologist and he started his own business. So again, entrepreneurs, right? And I remember, and I lived with my dad, my parents were divorced. So money probably was introduced a lot during that transition, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Um, But then I just remember um, him talking a lot about it because we didn't have much of it because he was starting his own business. But, but just wait, Denise, when, when I start making more money, you'll have all the things that you ever possibly want, want, right? Mm. No, no. (laughs) I think I was promised a horse at one point. Oh, no horse. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I grew up in an an affluent, well, an affluent area of Denver. And I had a lot of wealthy friends and I lived in an apartment with my dad. And so that mm-hmm. was, that was really that, you know, those put that polar opposite. And that really, uh, kind of introduced me to that whole, you know, I don't know what, what that's called, but you know, just that polarity of, you know, differences in, in money, right. Yeah. Um, lack and scarcity and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, right. Were you embarrassed to live in an apartment with your dad? Yes, I was. Yeah, Mostly I too, because it. nobody would let, I mean, I, I had sleepovers all the time with my friends in their big houses, but no one could ever come. Those friends, at least. Then there right. was a bunch of us, all of us divorcee kids that lived in this apartment. It was fun. It was super fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
The divorcee so, apartment building. Yeah, yeah. The, the divorcee apart apartment complex. It was hilarious. So yeah. So um, yeah, I, it was embarrassing. I was totally embarrassed, and I I definitely recognize how it impacts me now with my kids and how I show up for them with what they want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tell us more about that. Oh yeah. So um, I, because, because I, I, I didn't always get the things I wanted. Like the, I remember the specific Nike shoes that I wanted um, the certain purses, the certain things that all of my wealthier friends were getting and I couldn't have them. So now when my kids ask for things, I don't want them to feel the way I felt. So I buy that for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you spoiled your children. <laughs> well, and I don't, and I, I'm very clear with them that, you know, we work hard for our money and this, but I want, and I want to do this for you. You're not, I mean, you know, I don't say yes to everything, um, but I definitely am more leaning on, oh yeah, we can get that for you. Yeah. And, and that's so many of us feel that do that same exact thing and feel that same exact way. I remember, you know, I, I come from a divorced family as well. And I remember when I was like 12, 13 years old, Jordache jeans were really popular. They were $40 and I wanted a pair so bad. And my mom said, no, my dad said, no, I'm like in my birthday and Christmas are six days apart. I'm like, I want it for my birthday and Christmas. And they refused we're not spending $40 on a pair of jeans. And I remember being so mad. And I said, you know what, when I grow up, I'm going to buy my kids designer clothes. So there, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. um, I, uh, you know, I was working and I started working at 11 and had babysitting money, but I wasn't going to spend $40 on a pair of jeans either. That was a lot of my you know, dollar an hour. I had to work a lot of hours to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but it was funny. It is fascinating. Yeah. My kids got designer clothes when they were growing up. They did. <laughs> I, I, but I remember shopping at Kmart. The first day of school, we had just moved from the city to a suburb. And I never got teased so much in my life for wearing clothes from Kmart. And I went home the, at the first day of school crying my eyes out and told my mom, we can't shop there. We, uh, we have to go get clothes. And, uh, you know, I was able to buy, like, she'd never had enough money for clothes. I was able to buy like two or three outfits yeah. and they basically wore the same, like learned how to mix and match my clothes to make them look different. Yep. Yep. I remember that same thing on the playground with what I was wearing. Yeah. <clears throat> Those kids. Um, and I find it fascinating now that my daughter, my daughter, my oldest daughter wor works babysits every now and then and has money and all <laughs> I'll be, I'll be like, oh yeah, you can have that. You can buy it or I'll, I'll split it with you or whatever. And she'll be like, I don't want to use my money for that. And I'm like, oh really? <laughs> well, I don't want to use my money either. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, it's yeah. so funny because, you know, we have these money buckets now and now we get to use money for what we choose to. And I, I like the 50, 50 because it's teaching them that sense of responsibility. Like, you know, not everything is going to be handed to you and you, you do have to take a sense of ownership. And I remember the first time I bought something for myself that I wanted to buy, not that I had to buy, but when I got to buy something for myself, it was just like, oh, I really appreciate this. Cause you know, it was something that I desired. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why I have 10% fun money. Cause it just, it's, it's set aside specifically for fun and it's earmarked for fun. So we get yeah. to have fun with our money, with our cash. What's your yeah. favorite money bucket? Oh, my fun money bucket for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What are some, 
What are some things you do with your fun money? Um, well, I make sure that I'm, um, I have a, a, a membership at a spa that I, that I like that has like hydrotherapy and stuff. So we, I do, that's a, a fun one. And, and really just like going out to dinner with my husband and, you know, um, we have a different bucket for travel. So it's fun. Mm-hmm. is just that, right. Like, um, concerts and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I love a good, good, I haven't seen a good concert in a while. I, we went and saw Elton John in Vegas a few years back. That now that show was amazing. Right, can I only imagine? Yeah, it was uh, the lights and the show. I mean, his whole piano lit up, and it like matched his outfit. And like the whole, you know, like it started with the like the legs of the piano, and then it went up and it went across the you know the board, the keyboard, and then onto him. And then yeah. the stage lit like in pieces behind him. It was unbelievable. It was That's just like so cool. wow. Yeah, that's the bucket list. He's done, isn't he? Isn't he done now? That was probably it. Yeah, I heard um, that he was traveling in Europe for his final mm-hmm. tour. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be in the in the states or not. But yeah. I just saw Steve Miller last week, week before last. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. that's a he good band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, hey, the Rolling Stones just came out with a new album. I know, like eighty. It's so crazy. Like literally Steve Miller was in 79. Yeah. It was awesome. I'm like, I hope I'm like killing it at that age. I always say I had a client that told me ages in the mind. He was getting ready to retire and he was, um, he was 62 years old at the time. And like he, I took his retirement application. He came back into the office like 20 years later. And I remembered him because he was my first client and he looked like he was still in his sixties. He was buff as can be. I'm like, wow. And he's like, oh yeah. He goes, age is in, in, is in the mind. He goes, well, you're, you look really young too. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I, you are like in your eighties. <laughs> I know are hunched over and walking with a cane and yep. it's all about taking care of yourself and, and having the peace of mind of wealth. He's the one who told me to read the book, the richest man in Babylon. Really? And, oh, um, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, I did. And, and he's like, well, how are you doing with that? And I'm like, oh, it's amazing. I said, my my profits are just tripling and you know, my investments are going fantastic. And it's just a sense of peace and security that we have. And he's like, yeah. He goes, it's it's been an amazing you know, 20 years. He goes, that's why I can stand here and say age is in the mind because when you're taken care of and everything is put in its place, you have your systems. He goes, there's no stress. He goes, and if there is stress, it's dealt with really quickly because you know, it's covered, you know, cause you always get that unexpected surprise expense. Yeah. You know? So thinking about that, what are some surprise expenses you get to deal with in your life? Oh gosh. Um, well, when I first started working for myself, it was the, it was those real, those, uh, tax bills. <laughs> And I was like, it was that one where you're like, I'm really grateful that I had a good year, but this is a lot of money that I have to pay my taxes right now. Um, and uh, so, but currently it's a lot of times it's the house stuff, right? Like that, that broken dishwasher, or we had a recently, recently our, one of our stoves broke and it was, you know, $900 to fix it. And um so anyway, and then, then it's a lot of, it's the kids stuff. My kids play a lot of sports and they're not cheap. No, those sports adds up. And I, I always say like a lot of moms will 
not even hesitate to invest in sports for their children. But when it comes to investing in themselves, they're like, um, I can't spend that money on me. Isn't that the truth? So yeah. maddening. So maddening. Um, but yes, I, I don't hesitate to spend money on myself. That's awesome. <laughs> You're like, I deserve it. I work hard. I work hard. I work hard. And, and, you know, we do joke though. It's like, oh, well that was the same cost as, you know, the, the cheer or the basketball or the football monthly expense, you know? Yeah. But yeah, those are all the things, um, that are in our world. So. Yeah. And as you, you, did you have a nine to five and then transition into, um, the entrepreneur world? I, <clears throat> yes, I I was nine to five um, right after I got out of college and for a long time and then got laid off and was an entrepreneur for a while um, with a marketing business and then got a real job for a while when, when I first got married and that didn't last very long. Marriage. <laughs> 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 working for a real for working the for a real job a nine to five job um and that was actually my first sales job which was funny because ironically it wasn't really a, a real job or a nine to five job where I was getting a salary I was it was a sales job and I was selling promotional merchandise so I got and then I and then I got into another sales job um and then that was when I decided to go into real estate so and then t- 12 years later here now here coaching. <laughs> I mean a little more, but yeah. So, well, that's so yeah, wonderful. I, just, I really, I just love creating and working for myself. And I mean, I feel like I have a lot more control over my, my, what I make and my wealth than, you know, on that building of wealth. Um, yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite way to build wealth? Ooh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's a trick question. What's your favorite way to build wealth? Well, um, inv- I well probably. I would. I would. I think like real estate. Like I. Like I mean, and I mean, you know, considering where I'm from, where I my background, I just see a lot of wealth being built. And I not and not to say that I'm currently practicing that because we had some real estate fiascos in our, in our life. So, but that's something that we're, I'm aspiring to be now that I'm actually away from real estate and working in this, in this business. So Airbnbs are become really popular and I live in, in I live in Florida and a lot of the uh, landlords are taking their properties and converting them to Airbnbs just because I mean, it's, it's so lucrative and it's so easy and, you know, and, you know, being on the beach, especially. So I'm, I'm not the landlord type though. I was a real estate paralegal and, you know, I saw a lot of great deals and opportunities, but the thought of even like having tenants, no. Dealing with that. And even dealing with somebody to do it for me. Like I'm yeah. no, I'm, yeah. I'm too, you know, yeah. what, yeah. what do you mean your kids wrote on my walls? <laughs> 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 You're painting that, not me. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I um I have a, a a client who did that, bought a couple places in Seattle and completely just renovated them into like a bigger house and renovated it into a bunch of small rooms and is doing amazingly well with that yeah. Airbnb model. And you know, so yeah, it's it's a great it's it's definitely like landlord wise, it's definitely 
but I don't want to say better. I mean, it's, it's relative, yeah. it's all relative, right? Like, cause then you've got to deal with the cleaning and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's yeah. a different model, right? Which is yeah. a great, it's great to have that as an option. Yeah, I, I could definitely, you know, if I, if I decided to, I got some real estate investments land. Uh, if I decided to do an Airbnb, I, I definitely could see where that would be more beneficial than um, term in the long term because you don't have to worry about it. And, you know, you got yeah. the deposit and stuff to help you. And because you can, you know, demand such high prices, you know, for a three day minimum, Gosh. it works. So I, I guess some places do two day minimum, but I heard no one nights because those are party people. You don't want them. <laughs> hey, we'll run an Airbnb and throw a party, trash the yep. place. Yeah, that's exactly. a great idea. Yep. Not, not for the Airbnb owner. <laughs> nope, it is not. <laughs> so you'll alleviate that by renting a minimum two night rental. I like the three. Well, night or you could have a really, really steep deposit. Yeah. For one night rental. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The, um, with the real estate, with the percentages and all of that, when you're working with your clients, how do you motivate them to help them go and make money? You know, cause they're, I mean, what is it going right? 7% int- uh, commission? Uh, well, 6% here, three, three to the selling agent and three to the buyer's agent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the biggest motivational um, aspect for you to tell your clients that are working on their real estate to get commission, like 3% of this, what, what makes them go after that to want to receive that income? Cause it's, sometimes it's feast or famine, right? They might not sell a house for three, four months. So the commissions slowly come in and then they get this big commission check and then it's like gone. Yeah. I, um, are you, ta- are you talking about a, a realtor selling? Yeah. Or- okay. Yeah. So you, 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 you coach real estate agents, right? Yeah. 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 So what's the motivation to the client? For your client. Yeah. So for your, when you're teaching a real estate agent to go out and sell, what do you motivate them? Like, you know, if they're going to get a 3% commission and they know they have to do all this work and and then wait for it. Like what's the motivator that keeps them like, oh yeah, this is the great. This is the good parts of being like a real estate agent. Now I hear a lot of real estate agents like, well, you know, I work on commission. My, my, my income's not predictable. And it's almost like they're, they're angry about it. Well, then yeah, those aren't the agents that I coach. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so as far as like, I mean, I, my, the way, the, what I coach is like coming from a place of service and, and, you know, if you're, if you're building relationships and you have a steady business because of the relationships you're building, your, your income isn't necessarily feast or famine, right? Like, again, if you're building a, if you're building a profitable business, you're continually in flow with people that need your services. And um, so what's their motivation to keep going is this, I mean, they're, you know, again, they're in service and they're, and they're helping and they're a professional and they know, you know, they know what they're doing and um, they can show up and, and guide their, their clients through the process. And so it's, you know, it's not necessary. It doesn't have to be feast or famine. Right. Yeah. And it's so true. Mindset, the money mindset piece is so, it's key to working yeah. with our money and managing our money. And and regardless of what profession you're in, um, yeah. real estate agents are my favorite. I have a client that's a real estate agent. And when we first started working together, she's like, well, you don't understand. I work on commission only. I'm like, 
I'm an independent insurance broker. Yeah. I completely get yeah, it. I totally get it. I'm a business owner. I only, I mean, I work all the time and it's like that, that balance of working on your business and in your business. Right. And what does that look like and, and being efficient with that on business time. And so that's, I coach a lot to that, right? Like, cause that's the marketing piece, the business development. How are you nurturing your clients? How are you creating raving fans so that they come back or they refer you? Right. I mean, cause that's what then ultimately that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, in any, yeah. in any service business, as far as I'm concerned, right? Yeah. Referrals are our best friend. <laughs> I love, love my referrals. It's, it's the biggest thank you that anyone could ever yeah. give is to refer me out. So that's really important. Yeah. When you think about um, when you first started your business, what was your money mindset like? Well, this, my current business, um, that I, that I, that I was in it, that I'm going to kill it. Like, I mean, I, ha I mean, right. Like I, like that I, that I am here to serve and that I, and that, you know, the more people I can serve, you know, mm. the more money I can make. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know. That feels kind of weird to say out loud, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but it's true. And it's a beautiful statement. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's, but it, but that's what drives me. Not necessarily like, I mean, obviously making money is important. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but it also means that I can do more for others. Like I can give more and I can, I can, you know, um, meaning like donating and, you know, and, and, and helping and serving others, the more I make, right. The more I can, I can show up in that way. And then, and then I'm serving more people. And then there's, for me in my business, it's like, there's more female entrepreneurs, which there should be oodles of us yeah. because we're amazing humans. So, exactly. because you just want to give and serve. So, I mean, you know, it just kind of that, that becomes my wealth story because it's like the more I can do, then the more I'll receive and, and, and give. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. What have you found to be the biggest challenge with managing your finances for your back end of your business? <laughs> the biggest challenge is staying on top of it. Mm -hmm. Just like re reminding yourself to pay attention to it, even though you don't want to necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, and, and catching those, you know, those random charges or like those, you know, like making sure that you're on top of it and, and also that you're spending uh, wisely. Mm -hmm. Like, <clears throat> cause, because we have to piecemeal so many things as a, as an independent, right. Uh, making sure that that, you know, that, that service that I'm, paying for is actually, you know, affecting my bottom line. And then, you know, oh, why did I buy that? Or why did I pay for that coach? Or why? Did I yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's so important. I like, I like that you have the daily seven steps in wealth activation in my VIP program. We have six daily steps and these are the non-negotiables. Yeah. And I tell my clients, I can tell when my clients aren't implementing them because their whole demeanor towards money changes and they start telling themselves these old stories, these patterns that are ingrained in our brain, you know, from since yep. we were zero years old. And it's so important. Like a lot of, a lot of um, coaches believe that they'll come into the entrepreneurial world and instantly make six figures. It's oh. like, no. And I always tell them the importance of doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. So when you're starting, especially implementing a money management system is so important. And I know you have a, a fantastic money management system in place. Did you implement that right away? Or is it something that you had to work up to? 
I definitely had to work up to it. I mean, it, when I first started in real estate, because that's when it started. I mean, it started as after several years of being in business. Um, no, I, I mean, I had no clue. I was oblivious. I mean, and and I used to have a, a you know, my 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 money story used to be, you know, um, fo- focused around that that lack, right? Like, well, you know, I can't have it all. If I, if I'm going to have a really happy life and a happy marriage, I guess that's my cross to bear. I mean, I remember saying that and I'm like, and I look back and I'm like, what, you know, and so breaking that. Right. So, and, and then, and then, well, and then you have a partner and their, and their money issues and stories. So that obviously comes into play a lot, you know, and, um, and making sure that I'm super just, uh, not in not falling into that lack or scarcity space is what mm-hmm. I work on a lot. Yeah. And I, I tell my clients too, every day is a challenge because, you know, and challenges are opportunities, right? It's, but a lot of people think it's one and done. Like, oh, I already worked on my money mindset. Yeah, oh. no, you're working on your money mindset oh. every single day. Yes, you yes. Get triggered. <laughs> <laughs> and when we get triggered, we need the tools in place so that we can work through that trigger you know, because I, if anyone's like me, I would got really good at hiding and I would just self-sabotage and I racked up a hundred K of debt, you know, 0% credit cards was like a game to me. I was like Gary, the gambler going in and okay, let's see how I'm much, working. you know, let's transfer this money over and see how we can play with this. And it, it was, it was crazy. And when I broke that pattern, I was like, where did it even come from? And realizing it stemmed all the way back from when I was three years old and my parents split up and my mom's money mantra every single day was I got to borrow from Peter to pay Paul, you know, and it was just like, wow. So no wonder. And breaking those generational curses is so important. Yeah. What was the money mantra you grew up with? Well, yeah. Uh, Peter to pay Paul. I told that that really resonates with me and just like, just, there's just not enough. I just can't, there's not enough. There's not yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, so that the, the, the lack, I think, probably would be yeah. the biggest money mantra. Right. And, yeah. um, and you have to work so, so hard just to get the bare minimum. Yeah. I heard that a lot working at social security for 30 years. It didn't matter how much money people had, whether they were poor, or po- the poorest of poor, or the wealthiest, they all had the same complaint and worry. Will there be enough? There's not enough money. And will there be enough in the future. So what if I think, and I always liked when they got their estimate for their benefits, they'd be like, this is it. I'm like, well, it's not supposed to be your income. It's supposed to supplement your income. (laughs) You should have an investment strategy in place. What do you mean? You don't have anything else besides this. And, you know, I, I even get DMS all the time from, from coaches who left their nine to five and go into coaching or what have you. And, you know, some of them are nearing 62 and they're like, you know, I tell everyone, if you haven't done it yet, go establish a My Social Security account, go to socialsecurity.gov and, and sign up for your account for two reasons. One, you want to know how much money you've paid. It's a really fun. This is a fun exercise. It's to add up all the income because they have all the income that's been reported on your tax returns since you started working. And when you add all that up, you can look at, see how much money you made. And you look at that money, like, you know, two, three million dollars and what would you, if you had that much money in your hand, what would you do with that? Right. And you think about like, wow, I made $2 million in 30 years. Like where did that money go? And you think about where it all went and it's really cool. And the second reason is um, 
to it protects your identity because there's a lot of thief out there where people will go in, hack into your account and then take your social security benefits. And then you go to file and we're like, yeah, no, you're, you're already getting benefits. And they'll, I've seen that happen way too many times. So socialsecurity.gov, establish your MySSA account. I will be and, doing it right after we are done. Yeah. And get that sure. benefit yeah. estimate. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. So when you think about planning for your future as, you know, as entrepreneurs, I see a lot of people like, well, I'm, I'm going to work until I'm 90. I'm going to work. I'm going to do this until I drop dead, <laughs> which is guaranteed. We're all going to drop dead. What's yeah. your philosophy on that? I, I don't want to work till I drop dead. Um, I, I would like to have some sort of a, an evergreen kind of a setup in, in my business where I am continually, you know, earning an income somehow. Mm -hmm. That's part of my, you know, my plan and my vision for my business. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, investing retirement accounts, um, you know, just kind of that, I don't want to say basic stuff, but I mean, you know, yeah. Preparing in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. But I can retire. Exactly. So that, yeah, you get to do, you get to choose, you know, you don't have to worry about it because a lot of people are going into retirement, you know, they're retiring from their nine to five and stepping into being coaches and they don't, they don't have a pot to piss in. They literally have nothing or, you know, they've gone through their you know, their 401k, which is only worth like thirty, forty thousand dollars is yes. gone for six First months because they're yeah. investing in coaches yes. and then they're not getting anything on their ROI because they didn't research and invest in the right coach. Yep. Now I say, well, your best investment's always a wealth activator. Forget the coaches. Uh, of course. <laughs> Who needs a coach? Who needs a business coach? Maybe it's not like a marketing coach would be after the wealth activation coach. Yeah. I think they worked well together. Like, you know, right. Absolutely. Having those coaches, you know, in your back pocket at all, at all times, like, you know, having, you know, I always like the marketing coaches and the, um, you know, the wealth activators, the wealth strategist, you know, because a financial coach is going to tell you to cut back expenses. A wealth activator is going to tell you, okay, let's get your money working for you. Yeah. And, you know, your accountant's just going to keep all the books in order and say, hey, this is how you spent yeah. your money. You yes. know, you better talk to your wealth activator to figure out what you can do better, you know, I and I'm that. about that. But when you think about selling and marketing coach, I know we talked pre-show and selling, selling, people don't like that word. <laughs> it's, it's, like it's scary. Yeah. So tell us why you chose this to be your niche. Because um, it's not as, it doesn't have to be as scary and it's not as scary as everyone feels like it is right it, it again it goes back to that mindset and the stories that we have and everyone has the story of being sold to mm-hmm. uh, and I and so as someone who is super passionate about um entrepreneurs and seeing success and growth in their businesses I I want to approach selling as when you're passionate about what you're doing and you build a, a, a framework that that works that's solid and clear and, you know, has all of the components. It doesn't, selling doesn't have to be that yucky, creepy, pushy thing. And, and at the end of the day, when you have a business, you have to know how to sell and you can call it whatever you want. (laughs) 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 
Um, but marketing is selling. Mm-hmm. Selling is marketing. And so how, how do we, how do we strategize and make sure we're doing, we're doing it so that it works best for our business. Um, we're, we're, you know, streamlining our processes and our, and our systems so that we're showing up and doing the right thing every single day mm-hmm. so that we're not, you know, we're not wasting our time and spinning our wheels. And, and maybe, you know, you don't have to spend as long growing your business if you build it right, you know, initially. And I think so many people like jump into our, these businesses, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to be a photographer. I'm going to be a graphic designer and all these amazing inspirational um, entrepreneurs that I run into. And you, you know, you're not expected to know what to Mm -hmm. do every single day. There's no handbook. Right. So, so, (laughs) so that's where I'm, I, that's where I come in because I can help, you know, figure out where are we best putting our energy and our, and our, our maximizing our time. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to, to know what to do every day. I mean, I can't tell you how many of my clients are like, I get here and I stare at my computer and I don't know where to start. Mm. It's real, you know, Um, and you get, and then you get sucked into the vortex of social media and, you know, and especially if you're in an online business, right? So are we, are we, how are we, when we're working on our business, how are we doing it, maximizing it, being the most efficient with our time so that when we're in our business, because, because the goal is to be in your business as much as possible, because when we're in our business, we're making money. Yeah. And that's why we started our business in the first place is because of this in business, this, this zone of genius that we love. So how do we get in that space? Mm-hmm. So I have like the, my, the thing that I'm doing a lot with my clients right now is my 90 day success plan. And mm-hmm. so we're working on that right now because it's fourth quarter people, mm-hmm. right? Like, <laughs> we gotta, <laughs> and so quarterly we do these 90 day success plans where we look at our vision and we look at, you know, what's our goal for the next 90 days. Let's break that bigger goal down into a 90 day goal and see how we can tackle it and, um, get, get to a, a good spot at the, at the end of that 90 days. Yeah. I love that. And taking that daily action to move towards that goal. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's the same with money when you're planning your money out, like, you know, you create the money buckets to say, okay, this is the goal. Like, you know, here's a 12 month goal, but here's what we're going to do this month. And like, I always have my clients create their money buckets, their money goals for the month. Like, you know, so this is the end of the month. So um, I have a, a group container, a monthly membership. And so tomorrow I'll go in there and I'm like, okay, we'll do some aromatherapy. We'll do some uh, planning for October. And then you guys create your three action steps and hold yourself accountable, put it in the group and share, what are you going to do for the month of October to, you know, move the needle in your business and your finances, you know, because you do make all this money, but then you're sitting there saying, I don't have anything to show for it. Like, why not? <laughs> so well, and it's the same with time. I feel like too, right. Yeah. Like, like, and, and I, it, it, that's one of the things I was just talking about the other day with a client is like, at the end of the day, I don't feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you make, you know, be strategic with it and, and plan for it and, and put the things in the right bucket so that you can see that action taking shape. Yeah. Include a goal. Everything needs an SOP. (laughs) (laughs) All of it. Well, thank you so much, Denise, for sharing your expertise and and your money story and all the great things. What's one tip that you can give? And you've shared a lot. What's one specific tip that you can give to our audience that they can do immediately, give them a tangible result? Oh, gosh. 
Um, one of the things that, that I really, um, put work with my clients on is showing up and, and, and what we do this thing called a CEO meeting and every single week at the beginning of the week, take the time to reflect on what you did and then plan for your upcoming week. Cause it just sets you free when you can have a plan where you can, when you know, you can show up and you know, you can show up strategically and effectively. Um, it changes everything. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. So those of you listening, share this episode with those who need to hear this, reflect on what you've done so that you can take the action steps forward to get to where you want to go. And uh, be sure to give us some love, a five-star review, share the show. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire. With a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system, you get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it.